everybody. Welcome to the Travel Coach, Moving Body, Mind and Spirit. Today, my guest is an executive coach from New York with 20 years experience, helping leaders and executives to love their jobs and to step up to their next level. Jimmy Beth Myers, welcome to the Travel Coach. Thank you for having me. This is going to be a fun conversation. Yeah, it's, it's a pleasure to have you here. So if you want, we can get started. You can tell us a bit about uh, your background, what you were growing up, and your relationship with travel. Absolutely. So I grew up in a professional rodeo family. And so um, for us, we traveled the United States, usually my whole family. So it was my parents and my brother and sister. We had dogs and bicycles and horses. It was a whole, it was a whole thing. But we traveled a lot of miles every single week and we ended up in a different town every weekend. Um, and then when I was uh, in middle school, I um, my cousin had been uh, hosting some uh, exchange students from Mexico, and we went to there together to Mexico to visit them. And it was the first time that I'd really done international travel, and I was just so hooked on the language and the culture and the people and all the differences. And so I've been traveling uh, nonstop since then. Um, and it really, you know, all of that love of travel had a really big impact on sort of my career choices and which companies I chose to work for. And um, I ended up in a, a marketing career and worked for a Japanese firm. I worked for a, uh, a German-owned company. And looking at the way that that culture kind of embeds itself into those corporate cultures was really um, exciting. And and also I choose those companies because they're global and they offered, um, you know, some some career uh, opportunities for, for travel and some business travel in that. So um, eventually I, I ended up uh, going into coaching, not I started by accident. I, I took a, an executive coaching training because I wanted to be a better manager and then started doing more coaching and loved that. And so I have uh, since kind of transitioned uh, into coaching full time out of uh, the marketing career that I was in. That sounds so fun. And I can see all the international, you know, uh, with the Japanese and the German and Mexico. But I know you are fluent in Spanish as well. <laughs> That's another extra, right, of traveling. And yeah. it's very interesting you said about the coaching, right? So do you think this uh, desire about coaching, when all this started and why an executive coach? Uh, well, I think that um, what are the um, we spend so many hours a day at work. We just deserve to be happy at work, and most of us go into our work because you know we're good at something and we want to have an impact on our company and our team and our customers. And I think that um, it's it's just such a um, we spend more waking hours at work than we do with our loved ones. And so I love the idea of um, being able to have that kind of an impact on. Um, on somebody's day, the, you know, the bulk of their day, their waking hours is spent at work. And so having a positive impact in that way is wonderful. And the other really amazing thing about working with executives is that they generally lead other people. And so when they are happier, they also have happier teams and both the executive and their teams get to have happier lives because they are, um, you know, just having an easier time at work. They're more fulfilled in the bulk of the time that they spend in their waking hours. And then they take that, that extra headspace and the extra energy that they are not wasting in, um, you know, being frustrated at work 
but home to their families. And then they have, you know, I think it's just like that, that ripple effect that can happen is really exciting for me. Yeah, that's, that's so interesting because we are, I think, of a society as well. We are so focused on work, you know, and achieving and, and growing within the, the, the workplace. But what about our personal life, our happiness? That's so necessary. So, but for you, from your experience, do you think people, it's more difficult nowadays that people love their jobs than before in the past? Well, I think that um, what's happening is that there's such a merger between our personal and professional lives. It's it's become a little bit more challenging just to say, oh, I love my work or I love my home life. There, there's so much, you know, uh, overlap between all of that with, you know, technology is is keeping us very connected. And um, I think that, that there's ways for us to learn how to do this uh, in a smarter way, right? So if you could take the um, the best case scenario of having your work and home life blended a bit in and look at the way that you can maybe bring your family along on business trips or, um, you know, that that right now I think a lot of us are in a working home uh, environment. And so that's allowing us to reduce the amount of time we were investing in our commutes and invest that back in our in our home lives. So I think that, um, you know, there's there's still a lot of uh, fulfillment that comes from our work because, you know, I think that human nature is, is that we love to, to, you know, to be accomplished, to contribute in those kinds of ways. And so um, the the trick, though, especially in, in a really kind of high powered executive corporate career is to make sure that you don't let that sort of take over. It's the, the figuring out the balance part is is getting trickier all the time, for sure. Yeah, it's so difficult nowadays with all um, the smartphones, right? And we are so connected. We are so used to even when we are at home checking the emails, work emails. So it's difficult to disconnect yeah. with all the technology and we are so, so connected. But you mentioned about also about the uh, business trips, right? So I think it's an interesting topic that I would like to go deep here today because I know um, maybe somebody who is listening or watching here is going or used to go and now it's going to go maybe again in the future in uh, business trips and uh, usually you know you have these conversations with people who travel for work and then uh, they've been in so many places around the world but then when you ask them oh did you see that or did you visit that or what did you see they see nothing more than the airport the office the hotel right so do you i suppose in your job you find uh, situations like this right it, it is so commonplace. And it's a funny thing because very often people take these jobs in international companies and big global consulting firms in part because of the lure of the global travel, right? And then the reality is that you end up spending a lot of your time in windowless rooms, in conference rooms, in hotels and business or office buildings. And um, and then you're exhausted at the end of the day from all of the work and your regular work back at the office still goes on too. So then we're kind of like trying to play catch up. So we end up back at the hotel by ourselves and we get room service or we get pizza. And so we are now in a windowless room. We've now walked two blocks from the office to the um, to the hotel. And, and that's really all that we get to see. Um, and I think that, that with, again, with just some small shifts and some of it's the mindset that you go into these trips thinking like, what's, how can I maximize this both for pleasure and fun, but also in ways that you're able to maximize it so that it paves the path for your career. Cause you know, it really is true that, that, you know, business travel can pave your career path forward if you leverage it strategically. 
Okay, that's interesting. So, well, there are different uh, things that are we need to to, to maybe uh, clarify and and talk more deeply about it. But why do you think the main challenge, or why do you think people, uh, these leaders and managers who travel for work, maybe spending so many hours in planes and then don't make uh, the most use of of this uh, trip? Why do you think is the main reason or the main challenge that? Uh, they eventually stay in the room service or they, you know? Right. I think that, that sometimes we, we it's, a, it's a little bit of a romantic idea that like if you have a traveler's soul, that like travel will find you and all that you need to do is put yourself in in a place and then and then you'll you'll have like the, the innate desire just to kind of seek out uh, any kind of travel opportunity. But with, with all of our responsibilities with work, it, it just generally doesn't happen, right? So we get there and then, you know, somebody says, oh, would you like to go for dinner? And very often we'll even turn that down because we're like, oh, we have all these emails we got to catch up on and, and that. So some of it's just like, like you have to let go of the romantic idea that as long as you're in an exotic land, exotic things will find you. I think it really does uh, take a little bit of strategizing and a little bit of planning. Um, and, and I think it, it doesn't take a whole lot either. And in fact, um, if, if I can uh, share a, a, a story from my own background sure, with you, um, you know, I think that, that you know, the, the idea of um, just kind of asking the question is, is, is doesn't take very much effort. So um, I was going to uh, Mexico City for a business trip. And I was talking to my main contact there. We planned out the, the target meetings that we, um, we were planning to do. And then I just said, is there anybody in your office by chance that, that happens to be a horse person? And she said, oh, I think somebody over in accounting is. And then she connected me with that person. And ultimately what ended up happening is I stayed an extra day. I went with her and her family. We went riding. We had like a barbecue. Um, and I, you know, I'm in marketing, so I had nothing to do with accounting. This is not somebody that I probably would have naturally sort of run into and horses are not a key topic that, that you bring up on your business trips. And so it probably wouldn't have happened naturally, but the simple thing, I was on the phone with her making our business plans. And then I just asked the question, is anybody a horse person? And it turned into this really rich experience that helped me enjoy that trip so much more and enjoyed the travel. And I really felt like I went someplace and experienced something. And then on top of that, um, a couple of months after that trip, I was putting together, um, you know, sort of a new operational workflow. And I was able to contact that person from the accounting department and say, do you think that this would work in Mexico as well? And then instead of just making the proposal for the project for the US, I was able to say like, I think that this can work across all of North America because I've had these conversations and I had that insight and it really kind of can put you in a position to sort of turn the volume up on some of the things that you're doing at work as well. Wow. So it was just because you shared some hobby here, right? right. Or because you're there to talk about the hobby, which it could seem something personal, maybe out of the business topic. And uh, it could be so easy. It, it can be that easy. And, and I, th I love the idea of doing that, um, you know, with something that's kind of unique because, you know, they're generally speaking, if you can take something that's really, um, uh, you know, outside of the norm, people will connect with you. You're like connected before, of course, people around the world, I always swear that are, we're all connected just because we love horses, right? Like, like we take care of each other. If it, it's, it's just sort of like a, a global kind of a thing. And then, um, you know, when, when you have that, you're sort of connected before you meet. And then it allowed us to have this shared experience together. 
that we then reference back and forth, you know, every time we had like our big sales meeting and, you know, it just, it just allowed us to have like a, a very strong foundation of a, of a relationship, even, even without having uh, had a chance to meet yet. And then it kind of turns up the volume on everything. Yeah. This human connection eventually, despite any yeah. diversity and culture. So, so I true. suppose these uh, experiences that you had in your own trips, because I know you travel a lot um, in personal and business, but this experience helps you also to advise your clients or what kind of advice they take from you in travel related to travel? Well, I think that, I mean, as you were saying that the whole, the real juicy part of travel really is about the human connection part, right? And mm -hmm. so behind the, the human connection piece is a lot of culture and the way that, that culture sort of infuses and, and causes us to have a filter on, um, on the way that we look at the world and, you know, sort of the difference between, for example, um, you know, in, in Mexico, they, they do a lot of careful planning before they take action. They, they don't have, um, sort of culturally, they, they don't have a lot of finances. So if they mess up, they don't have a chance to redo. Whereas, you know, when you're, when you're looking at, um, like the Dutch, for example, you know, they're much more just like get an idea, get into action because, you know, you can always learn from your mistakes and everything that you do, you'll be able to, to, um, you know, to get something out of that in terms of lessons. And so what happens sometimes is when you bring people with these kinds of cultural differences together, they, they kind of aren't speaking the same language, right? Like one, one doesn't have appreciation for the planning and the other one's like, oh, we're, we're, we're sort of being set up to fail because we're being asked to take action too quickly those kinds of things. And I think that, that when, um, when you bring things back together around sort of understanding how culture um, shifts our point of view and our, how that um, kind of taints our, our life experience and then allows you to, to use the understanding and the information that you have from culture, which is gained in, in great amounts by, by travel, that, that then they're able to kind of sit and, and, and understand where the other person is coming from. And you can shift um, the, the language that you use when you're talking to somebody from, from different kinds of cultures um, in a way so that you speak their language and they really understand what it is that, that um, where you're coming from and sort of that you have this shared goal is to, to service the client really well, right? Yeah, and this is something that, well, it's what you said, it's not only the language to understand the language that you can learn in a language school. Right, right. Is also what's behind the language, right? The culture, the mindset, maybe also behind. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I, this is so powerful. Yeah, I think that that's that's it's just so true. And I I I think that um, you know, sort of uh, uh, talking a little bit about this idea of sort of figuring out ways to uh, to add travel to your travel. So, you know, if you're going to uh, a business trip, I had a, a trip to um, to Seattle and, you know, and I just sat down and said, okay, what other uh, business offices, branch offices do we have that are sort of at a reasonable travel distance from the Seattle office? And, you know, there was Portland, which wasn't too far away. And then there was Vancouver, BC, which allowed me to cross, you know, country lines into Canada. And that sounded um, exciting. Yeah. Um, and so I contacted, I had a, um, somebody, a colleague that I knew well in the Toronto office. And I said, who in Vancouver would be fun to meet? And she's like, oh, they're a really great team. And the branch manager there just finished uh, yoga teacher training. And she knew that I like yoga. So I reached out to them and said, you know, that I had been recommended by the Toronto people because, you know, they're an awesome team. And um, I was really interested about her, um, 
her yoga. So she took, picked me up at the airport, um, and, or not the airport, at the hotel. And we went to yoga at 6.30 in the morning. Then we had breakfast with her team. Um, and all of that was on my dime because I was only, you know, my business part of it was only to Seattle. And some people might look at that and say, oh, well, you know, you were working and it was costing you money to do that. But um, but for one, it connected me in a way that, that you know, was um, a, a lot more sort of organic because I wanted it and, and I, they were hosting me like more as a, as a favor than a business obligation. And then while we were at breakfast, one of the, the people on her team was like, oh, I have a friend who is a chef and Vancouver is a big foodie town. So this was like a really big win in terms of experiences. And then we went to this, uh, this restaurant where her friend is the chef for the evening um, and just had a really great time. It was, you know, good food. And I probably wouldn't have stumbled onto that place on my own. Um, and, and likewise, you know, a few months later, I was uh, at, at a, in a meeting and somebody said, oh, well, you should ask Jimmy about her opinion because, you know, she really understands all of North America. She was just in Canada. It, it painted this picture that I was like some important executive and I was very junior at the time. Um, but then, you know, the CEO actually asked my opinion on something uh, be, all because I had done this extra effort and was genuinely, you know, plugged into the people and, and it helps also kind of put your, uh, the, the piece of the, the business that you work on, it puts it into such a bigger context and you can see all of the connections. It gives you a lot more meaning but maybe even more importantly, it gives you the talking points to say, this is how what I do impacts all of the whole organization. And that is, that's talk of promotions, right? Like that's the kind of um, conversations that you have with people that you're able to really paint your value and then start to talk about where it is that you want to go with your career as well. Wow. So all these connections, opportunities that you are open in front of you, these experiences as well, because it's not only the, the job opportunities is yeah. as well, but the personal experiences to be able to go with the locals that share the best places, the best restaurants, introduce you to new people because they have new connections, also many right. friends there. So, and all these, because you dare to, you know, some people maybe that they're working from home, they don't, they hesitate, they don't want to be annoying, you know, the colleagues by right. asking them and all these that are missing, right? So, would you encourage them to, I don't know if this is something that uh, you see happening, that how you encourage them to go and just ask? I think that, that we, we overcomplicate it in our minds. And the reality of it is, is literally it's just an ask, right? So I think that, that um, a lot of times, you know, sharing that experience that I've had, and I've got, you know, we, we could talk forever about all these different examples of these kinds of things, because once you shift your mindset, and you're really looking um, to, to connect with people and that you, you just have like a little bit of purpose and a little bit of strategy with some genuine love for travel and a deep desire to connect with people. It, it just uh, like all of the have to like heavy weight of, of like saying, oh, well, I must do this because I want to get this outcome or it just all goes away. And it just is seriously as simple as saying, let me just ask whether there's a horse person in the, in, in the office or um, you know, I'm going to call this person that I know in that region and say, hey, I'm going to be over here. Do you know cool people? And then they say, oh, let me connect you with somebody. It's it's that quick, that easy. And everybody really enjoyed it. And if you're like really got your heart in in it for them, not not because you need to connect with them so that you have an opportunity or, you know, something where you're kind of tied to the outcome. 
most of the time people are, are, and especially now, I think that honestly, this whole lockdown thing has got people very thirsty for connection. And, and one of the biggest causes for burnout at the moment is that lack of connection. And so I think that it's going to be even easier, if, if that can even be possible, to do this once, once everything kind of starts, um, starts opening up. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was, I, was about, I was about to, to ask you about this, but yeah. it's, it's a very interesting point you mentioned there. So it's just find the deepest, genuine interest and with no any agenda, with no attachment mm -hmm. to the outcome, just to have a human connection relationship because just for fun, just yeah. to, for interest, that's super powerful. Thank you for that. So you mentioned that, right? So with COVID now, you think people in the future, can you see people traveling less for business and how this would affect? Well, I, th I think that there's two sides of that. One is that I think that, that technology can be a gateway to connection. And so um, the, I think that, that right now there are in, in, there's a lot of um, companies that are sort of reorganizing. Um, so for example, like they had, um, you know, their sales teams that were always very geographically oriented because they physically went into offices and had meetings with their clients, right? Now they're shifting over to having um, their specializations much more based on people's knowledge of their products and regardless of geography. And so what's happening as an end result of that is, is that you get a lot more people from a lot more diverse places on your meetings. And so this is a, such a wonderful opportunity to then make genuine connections with those people virtually and then leverage those into real life once, once we're able to travel a little bit more easily. Um, the other thing um, I would say, so for one thing, the, the you know, technology is the gateway to, to relationships and leveraging those um, so that you can have in-person experiences with these people once, once it's easier. The, the other piece is, um, is that I think that because what we were talking about earlier about this, this sort of overlapping merger of personal and professional uh, worlds, there's a lot of companies who are either not going to come back to the office ever, they're just going to shift over to being virtual, or they're going to do a hybrid model where um, you know people are in the office only for special meetings or only a certain number of days per month, that kind of a thing. This opens up the opportunity for people to travel for themselves and for work. So for example, um, you know, it, it may seem right now, just today, you have to do a 10-day quarantine if you go to uh, Switzerland, for example, and you go, geez, that's too long if I was just going to be able to go for two weeks, like, you know, the quarantine kind of eats in on your fun. However, if you are able to go for four weeks or six weeks or, um, you know, because you're working remotely right now, you rent an Airbnb, you can do your 10 days of, of quarantine very nicely with beautiful view out the window. Um, and then you can um, be there for, for several weeks working during the day and then doing, uh, you know, sort of your travel where like you, you have a home base and then you kind of travel around that area and do like day trips and, and things like that. And I think that, that in some ways that's going to be um, a lot of the in-between opportunity between now where we're in lockdown and the future where we kind of go a little bit more back to business as usual with, you know, business trips. Yeah. Um, that in between is a really valuable opportunity for people to be able to travel and do a blend of personal and professional travel uh, kind of on their, uh, on their own accord. Wow. That's, that's a total new window of opportunity that is going to open now. Right. So they said all crises are also new opportunities. So it's also, 
interesting because they are going to be there long, long, longer, right? Yeah. Long term ish. So if they are going only for a meeting, maybe they feel more tired. But if they're going to be, you know, all month and they can do also weekends, they can do also evenings. So that's so exciting. I think um, this is a new opportunity here to to explore more and get more of this beautiful plan. So too, but I, I mean, and I also, I mean, you and I didn't talk about this, but but I think that that if you're going to be doing that kind of new approach to travel, that that having someone that that you know like you to help them strategize around that and try and really mm -hmm. kind of get behind the what do you really want from the experience and what do you, what what is it that you want to feel. And what kinds of things do you want to do and, and all, you know, like to really strategize around how to make the most out of that opportunity is, is really going to be um, a fantastic way to, to really kind of make the most out of it. And so you can, um, you can have those experiences and those, you know, it's those memories. It's always the real life stuff that, that sticks with you, you know, whether you turn the report in on time or close the deal or not, you know, those things you know, kind of file away in, in details in your memory, but, but the, the life experiences, that's, that's kind of where it's all at. It's what we are going to remember at the end of our life. We are not going to remember promotions, meetings, or sales. Right. We're going to remember experiences, places we visited, yeah. people we connected and we met. That's uh, it's so true. And what you said as well about the strategizing, so it's important because we will have all these days in front of us how we make sure we make the most of them, right? On also what we can do depends on how our offices is going gonna, is gonna to ask us to be there. We have more time, less time. What places we wanna we wanna visit, what experiences we wanna have, how we wanna feel. So it's so important. Yeah, it's a new kind yeah. of hero. Are you looking yourself to uh, travel to any place? Do you have any place in mind, either business or personal? Well, I, I'm very anxious to get back to Mexico. I'll be really honest. Um, and so I think that that that's probably gonna be uh, first on my on my list. I just I love the people and the culture and and especially the food um, in Mexico. Um, I, I also, uh, it, was, it was fresh on my mind when I said that earlier about Switzerland. I was thinking about um, going and staying with some friends in Switzerland for um, for a pocket of time as well, because it's just so beautiful there. And um, and they also um, are, are have a little bit less restriction than what we have in New York City is pretty locked down still. So um, so that's kind of inviting as well to, to kind of think about um, just, they have so much outdoor space, so that, that kind of gets you a, a little bit of freedom feeling uh, as well. Yeah, so much necessary now, the nature we want to connect with uh, fresh air. Yeah, I also feel like this. Okay, so Jeanette, you know that I love collecting uh, hidden gems for all around the world. So if you get to recommend, uh, suggest uh, some place in your town or your region, maybe that is not that uh, famous or touristic, but is a must, but this would be. So, um, so I have two. One, one is, is it's not quite so hidden, uh, but the the Staten Island Ferry is an iconic boat. It is very short. It is maybe ten minutes long. The the actual ferry ride, but it's free, and most people don't know that it's free. Um, and so I I love the Staten Island Ferry because it is iconic. It's free. It also gives you spectacular views of the um, the Statue of Liberty. And the the other great thing about it is that it's it's only like it'll take you maybe a half hour to an hour to do the round trip out and back, and you're probably already going to be down there anyway in that part of the city because it's not very far from the Wall Street, you know, the, the iconic bowl. Um, so I love that. Just it's not hidden, but I think that the the motivation to do it is a little hidden. 
And in the, the more hidden spot, there's a, a place uh, on the uh, Upper West Side called Pier Eye. It is right along the Hudson River, has spectacular views of the uh, sunset. It's right on the water. So the backdrop is all of these um, high rises. And then you have the piece of nature of that river right in front of you. And it's yeah. just such a beautiful like bookend of those two worlds all in one spot. And I just, it, it's it, grab a bite, have a drink and be outside. It's a lovely Thanks spot. Lovely. Thank you very much for sharing that. So for those who uh, want to reach out to you, what would be the best way to contact you? I think the best way for us to all stay connected is on uh, LinkedIn. If, so if you want to connect with me there and shoot me a DM, I would really genuinely love to, to connect with, with you. And, um, you know, I, I also put some information on there. There's a, I have a webinar coming up on how to deal with uh, challenging colleagues. And so, uh, so that would be useful. an interesting conversation. <laughs> but, but all that information will be on my, on my LinkedIn. So I look forward to connecting with people there. It's just your name? Yeah, Jimmy Buffett. Yep, exactly. It, yeah, that's exactly. one of the beautiful things about having a unique name is that I, it makes it easy to find me. <laughs> that's true. Okay, Jimmy Buffett, thank you very much for sharing all this knowledge and wisdom. And for everybody tuning in, thank you for being here. And I wish you happy, happy and safe travels. Thank you, Jimmy Buffett. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For new adventures every week, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. For more Travel Coach Insights, follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Sonia Cruz Oro. Happy travels!